0: What is up, people? It is I, Venice, not like the beach. What is up? What is up? It has been I think three weeks. this is week three. I'm so sorry. i just I don't know why I got the idea to start a podcast when I'm in the most transitional period in my life. <laughs> I don't even know what to talk about today. So I'm just gonna start chatting. I approached the outlining podcast style, but I don't really like formatted behavior. So, just going to talk about transitions since that's the place that I'm in so for me I think I touched on it briefly in my first episode but no not briefly I think the entire episode was about it but I mentioned leaving a nine-year relationship but I didn't mention how so I just feel like I was probably trying to keep it chill keep it cute keep it slight but I don't care anymore so I'm gonna just tell y'all what happened my, first, my relationship that I was in was extremely verbally abusive to the point where I was feeling like I was in an emotional turmoil every single day that I lived in that house. I lived there with him. I lived there with my two kids. And when I say verbally abusive, I'm getting cussed out on a regular basis. I can't even, like, I'm feeling like I'm walking on eggshells in my own place. I'm counting down the hours with dread for this man to get home from work. It was extremely terrible for me. Um, and I just could no longer take it. So I literally just one day just was over. It. And I warned this man. I, my exact words to him one day after his fucking, I don't know what he said that day. Who knows? I don't even want to do a play by play, but I looked that man straight in his face. And I told him, I said, one day you're going to come to this apartment and it's going to be empty. Fast forward, maybe a year or in, two later that's exactly what happened i couldn't take it anymore i just couldn't take it anymore so i packed my bags with some help with some amazing friends and i laughed and i moved into a hotel um switched hotels a couple times <laughs> it's been chaotic so this has been going on for about 47 days um I'm feeling like Noah's Ark now because my uncle tell my. I was talking to my uncle about it, and I was asking him like, I was more ranting to him like, I'm tired of this. So basically, the situation is I have an apartment, but I'm waiting for my apartment to be ready for me to move in. So I was frustrated about how long this process has been taking, and my uncle was like. Don't complain because Noah had to be in the ark for 40 days and 40 nights, and then he had to wait for the water to go down so he could touch land. I'm like, I feel you. I feel you. And I understand this is just a small chapter in my life, but we're going to talk about transitions as a whole, because that was my first time having a transition by choice. Okay. I just, I just couldn't fucking take it. I wrestled all night. Like should I just should I just leave? Like my kids were being affected. I'm a mother. I'm 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 pretty sure I mentioned that on this podcast. I'm a mother of two. My kids were being affected um by the abuse cuz they it wasn't like it was only happening when it was just me and him. Like it didn't matter. I tried it all. I tried fighting back. I tried being silent. It doesn't I don't it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what I did. If I was silent, he was still being an asshole. He would even be more of an asshole because I wasn't saying anything, and then I tried to break up with this dude a couple of times, and he kept telling me he was gonna change, and we need to be together, and blah 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 blah. So that's the situation. I literally can't even believe. I'm gonna tell y'all, fuck it. <laughs> so you <know> leaving. <laughs> I didn't pack anything until he went to work. So he was always constantly accusing me of fucking people cheating on him all the time never happened don't know what happened why he i don't know why he had that in his mind never happened i just couldn't stand him so i was spending the entire day while he was getting dressed for work thinking it was a normal day and he the funny thing is he was still being abusive this whole day so he was making it even easier for me to stay on task with leaving this man when i tell you the day before i was in my car driving home and i said god give me a sign I literally said, God, give me a sign. Should I leave or should I stay? Should I leave or should I stay? Give me a sign. I come home, this man says, who was you with? Was you with some nigga? I said, my exact words were, name, please leave me alone. When I tell you that's all I said. (laughs) When I tell you that's all I said, I said, please leave me alone. I was tired of the questioning. I was tired of the accusations. I was like, and at this point, I had broken up with him. So we're living in a house that's like, we we know we're broke up, but he doesn't want to accept that we're broke up. I've already accepted. I went through the stages of grief in the relationship. So I knew that I couldn't take the shit anymore. And I was over it. I All I said was, please leave me alone. This man's commenced to cuss me out. <laughs> I can't even make this up. Like, he just started to cuss me out. I was in the kitchen making myself an egg sandwich. This man was literally laying there cussing me out just saying bitch uh calling me out my name telling me you can go suck a dick I'm about to go fuck a bitch and come lay back in your bed like that I hey this is, must just be one of them episodes where I'm gonna just tell it I'm gonna tell the truth so that's what was happening and I was like sitting there and do you, now that I'm away from it I can't even believe that after that I still was asking myself whether or not I should leave <laughs> like girl what that's what happens. there's a slow build maybe we'll talk about that there's a slow build when you are being abused so it's different when you're not being socked on and kicked on and spit on like this isn't my first uh, abusive relationship this is my second abusive relationship but it was my first verbally abusive and emotionally manipulate oh it was just like uh, uh, i'm so fucking frustrated even talking about it so let me explain in the beginning of the relationship everything seemed fine I, I definitely saw a couple of things that I should like have. I noted those red flags already. Like I should have taken it into consideration, but I by no means thought it would evolve to what it evolved to, you know? Like, so I, in the beginning of the relationship was like, oh my God, the first day, like he he went out with me. He just wanted to see me like every day since then. It didn't register that like a man shouldn't be ready to like spend his every day with you yet after one day. For me, I just thought like, oh my god, he he must really get me. Like he likes my personality. He wants to be around me. Maybe he's like, ready for something serious because he wants to see me every day. So in the beginning of the relationship, it felt like all he wanted to do was spend his time with me, and I felt the same way. Obviously, because like I was attracted to the dude at the time. Like he often, he still like. I mean, even towards the end of our relationship, even throughout his toxic moments, like he had a good sense of humor and all the things. I'm like, okay, this is fun. This is cute. Then the talking every day on the phone started to feel like a requirement, you know, like then it started to feel like, wait, so I have to like be available at all times of day. It, at first it felt like, oh my God, he calls me when he first wakes up. Ah, he loves me. Oh my God, he texts me all day. Oh my God, he calls me on every one of his lunch breaks at work. Oh my God. Oh my God. All he wants to do is talk to me. Then when it became like, I can't even hang out with a girlfriend without him like demanding me answer the phone. I can't go out of town with my family without him like, why the fuck are you and my am I called? that's it. people don't understand a slow build I often encounter people who like are in my life and they know me as a super strong person and it's not that I'm not but they ask me things like I just don't understand how you ended up in this relationship I don't understand how you're putting up with this it did not start with me hopping in the front seat of the car and he called me a bitch and told me to shut the fuck up like obviously it slowly got to that point I don't even think he called me a bitch till I was already like I think I already had our kid. He might've called me one before then, but it was like a year in, we're already together. Like, and it's not that that makes it okay. It's just, I wasn't, I didn't know how to stand on business when it came to my standards yet. So I was just like telling him how it made me feel and giving him the grace to grow. And really I should have been like, oh, if you talk to women like that, you're not going to stop talking to women like that. Then I got pregnant. I had our kid. Then it felt like, in his mind, this is what it feels like for me. I can't really speak for sure, but I'm just telling you what it felt like in my mind. For me, it felt like he thought, "Okay, she can't go nowhere. I can talk to her however the fuck I want." That's how it felt for me. Like he thought I was trapped. You know, how most of the time the woman traps the man. I felt like he thought there I was trapped. He would even do things as far as, like play these fucking verbally abusive... Not even verbally abusive. These toxic-ass podcasts about mothers and single mothers. Who, like, play them for me to hear. Like, these narcissistic men just like him. Um, like, talk shit about women. It was a constant emotional turmoil of, like... Being told I wasn't enough. Being told I wasn't pretty. I've even been told I was ugly. I've been told I was a troll. All kind of things. Like, it just... It never ceased to amaze me the lengths this man would go once we got to that point it was a very slow build in the beginning it would be from time to time he would lose his patience and then it became when he was really mad he would call me out of my name Um, it started with small names like not even cuss words just an 88 or you're what are you stupid and things like that then it grew to bitch, um hoe and any name that you could think of so I guess I say I'm. I guess I say that to defend the reason that I, because I don't want anyone to be like, what the fuck? You just left this man with no, um, no, information that you're leaving. You guys don't understand. Those of you who are wondering that, I try to leave the amicable way. I try to just say, hey, like I don't want to be together anymore. We need to make an exit strategy on when we're gonna break up first the let's stay together speeches started then i continued to say that like i don't want to be together i don't want... then it became you're fucking some other nigga that's the only reason you want to leave me then it became that like you maybe i shouldn't say it in that way i don't know if you're allowed to say the n-word on the podcast <laughs> um you're effing some other man you're fucking some other man that's why you're um that's the only reason you would be leaving then it was that um then uh it got to the point where genuinely i started to feel like his spirals were no longer safe for me and like he swears up and down that I shouldn't feel that way but that's how I felt because (laughs) I have many reasons why I felt that way like that man would get drunk and come in the house crazy acting crazy from a person like me who's I'm not really quick to anger I can get there if you get me there but I'm not quick to get there like my fuse isn't You got to ignite it. Like, I'm not over here just boiling on the inside waiting for someone to try me. So, for the most part, I'm chill, quiet, relaxed. Homebody. I barely go out. Just relax. But he's going out on a regular basis. I'm contemplating on how much I want to leave in about the relationship just because I don't want the whole whole podcast episode to be um, spilling all of my tea on why we broke up. But... I basically am just telling you that I left the way that I did because every time I would verbalize that I wanted to leave, it would get extremely crazy. It would be like giving that I can't go nowhere vibe, like you're you're not leaving type of vibe. So I, in order to avoid the spiral that was that man, left. Like, you know, I just packed my bags and I couldn't take it. I could tell that this... And as the verbal abuse got worse, so did the drinking. As the words that he was using got worse, so did the torment. Like, it would be 45 minutes to an hour of this man just trying to tear me down. And I would literally have my AirPods in, to which he started to, because I was trying to block him out, to which he would start to try to take them from me. So I left the relationship that way. And for the first time, decided to transition in a way that was, super unorganized, like it was just a spur of them, a split moment decision. Like I'm leaving today. I can no longer take this. My kids are being affected. My daughter is crying at school. My um son is telling me that he can't, he doesn't want to be treated like that. It's, it's, it's time for me to go, you know, like once your kids get involved and you can see that this is the life that they're going to have. If you don't change it, um, this is the woman that represents them. I mean that is the example for a son on who he should be with and on a daughter on who she should be, as well as in a relationship with a man who's get telling your son this is the type of man he should be, and your daughter's gonna eventually think this is the type of man I should get once that comes into play, it's beyond how I feel after being called the b word. It's beyond how um the breakup is going to feel like a divorce to my kids. It's beyond that. It's better for them and me. (laughs) Like, because having peace in your childhood, as well as in your life as a human adult in general, is so mandatory to get where you're supposed to go. So sometimes transition is literally mandatory, as uncomfortable as it may be. The, the the motel, we're not looking at the Ritz. Like, if I'm staying long-term at a hotel, you know it's not going to be expensive per night. So we're staying at hotels that aren't that great. The first hotel we went to had roaches. I started spiraling. I have a bug phobia. So I'm, like, barely able to sleep because I hate bugs. Um, then we ended up moving to a second hotel. All this, mind you, is extremely uncomfortable for myself and my children. Uh, this discomfort... Is way better than sitting in an atmosphere where any moment someone can fly off the handle, start cussing people out. It's just un- an incoming coming in drunk. It's just unnecessary. And I quite frankly don't care if if um this man knows about this podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, please leave me the fuck alone. Please leave me alone. Because right now I'm I'm bordering feeling harassed. So I just need you to leave me alone. If he's not listening, then whatevs. But I don't care. I'm I've been like. Quiet about my moves and like everything, but the reason being is just because I think part of me felt like, damn, like I don't want everybody to know his business either. I don't give a fuck about his business anymore. The longer that you're away from abuse, the more you, the, a flashlight shines on how bad that shit was. This 47, 46 or 47 days, I don't even know how many days, has been the most quiet most peaceful that my life has been in in literally almost a decade literally because i don't have anyone constantly calling me a bitch i can block you i don't have to answer your phone calls leave me alone you know what i'm saying like don't talk to me i don't have to see you i don't want to see you it's not safe to see you i don't want to be around you like and now that i see it and i look back at what i was tolerating i not only can see how it slowly got to that point when i say that man was good he didn't get to him his real true abusive self for I wouldn't say into the last year of our relationship he kept a lot of that bottled in then over time it just became every week multiple times a week he's flashing about god knows what this man has flashed on me just because he had to move his car in the morning like because I we had a, a shared parking space and I had to move his car so I could move mine and he's on the move so he going not have a funky attitude about it like when I tell you it doesn't matter like it got to the point where I'm getting cussed out if I'm not in the mood to have sex. Make it make sense. Why am I getting cussed out for not being in the mood to have sex when the main reason that I don't want to have sex with you is because you're constantly calling me out of my name and treating me like shit. Why the fuck would I want to lay underneath you? Please make it make sense. Please make it make sense. Like, this is, hey, this is the latest blather. I'm going to talk about what the fuck I want to talk about. This is why I started a podcast. Because sometimes, I think I mentioned it before, but sometimes social media can be so uptight. I don't I like that podcasts are safe spaces to just speak and I'm going to say my piece and I don't really give a fuck anymore. I don't I don't feel the need to um coddle his emotions and how he may feel and I now but now that I can see that that's a trauma response from my childhood that I was raised to believe that I have to coddle everyone else's emotions above my own. Now that I see that I'm like fuck that. I was treated like shit for years. And I tolerated it because somewhere in my mind, I didn't believe that I would be okay by myself. Somewhere in my mind, I thought it was better to have a family than a broken one. Somewhere in my mind, the verbal abuse was normal. Because it was familiar to what I had been going through my entire life. But now that I see that, and I want to leave, I'm the problem. That's why I just let, hey, you know he's been saying all kind of crazy shit. You know, like the relationship is over and now it's one minute, let's be back together, you're the love of my life, and the next fuck you you're a demon and that's so funny to me that he's using demon because he's using my spirituality against me like such a narcissist. i don't really care about that but i'm just saying sometimes let me wrap it up because i feel like I, this entire beginning of this podcast is maybe i needed to vent that out maybe i needed to vent that out look okay i just needed to rant, have a rant session for a second before we get to the gist of the conversation <laughs> so back to the transition i sat all night long and I felt like my spirit was telling me what I needed to do. Like, you do need to leave. You need to take your shit and you need to go. Tomorrow. But the person the person that I am loves comfort. I love, um like, no matter how chaotic life has been, to come back to, like, my place. So for me to disrupt that place, it's hard not just for my kids. It's hard for me as well. So I'm realizing I'm walking away not knowing what I'm walking into because I didn't have another place yet. I was just done with that one. Um, I didn't know how long the process was going to take. I was hoping a week, but you see, it's been 47 days. This has been quite some time. Um, but I did what I had to do, not only for me, but for my kids, for us as a family, because I knew that one of their parents needs to be, uh, I can't control that man's growth. I can't control his temper. It's not my job to help him get help. It's not my job to be his therapist. It's not my job to heal him. It's his job. And if you and if he is listening, if you are listening, I hope you do get the help you need and stop blaming other people for your fucking problems, because it's truly not nobody else's problem but yours. Like, the thing that throws me off the most about people who play the pointing victim game is when you get to a certain age, no one gives a fuck about your childhood trauma anymore. It's not that we don't give a fuck. It's that that shit isn't an excuse anymore. Everybody has fucking problems. Nobody, well, not nobody. Most people didn't have a perfect childhood. There are women in this world who were molested and freaking came out on top and was like, that happened and it fucking sucked and they moved past it. There's people who grew up in the foster system, had no parents in their life, and they got through it and they said, you know what? That shit fucking sucked, but you know what? I'm here now. It doesn't matter what your situation is. You get through it. So for people like him and other people that I keep coming across in my life, I don't want to name throw. I don't want to uh, poke at every single person that. I just know it's a common thing amongst people. My childhood and if I had this way and blah blah. Shut up, shut up. My childhood sucked too. My childhood was taken from me. I had a. I had. I was a mom by the time. I wasn't a real mom, but I felt like a mom by the time I was nine. I don't really care to hear, about that being an excuse for you to call me a bitch i don't really care to hear about that being an excuse why you don't push yourself further in life because there's so many it's one thing if you're 19 and 20 and 21 22 even 25 early 20s but when you hit your 30s about to be 40 get it together if what you need is therapy go get that therapy if what you need is spiritual healing go to church if what you need is a confrontation with the person who caused you pain reach out to them, tell them how you feel. If what you need is closure, go get that. There are steps to forgiving people without even having, um, there are steps to forgiving people without getting an apology. So some people, sometimes even just the people who are super, like, they're so uh, pissed about some shit that happened and they want an apology. That sometimes the person that hurts you is not healed enough to apologize to you. So you just have to put, let me show y'all right now. Let me tell y'all right now how simple it is to forgive someone without an apology. Because I had to forgive many people without an apology. You have to first take yourself outside of yourself. Put yourself in that person's shoes and try to understand what made them the way that they are so that you can further understand why they weren't able to be good for you why they were in? it's not to take away from your pain i'm not saying fuck your pain and think about theirs i'm saying you have to understand people to get to the point to where you can move past some shit so i feel like the first thing you need to do to forgive a person is take yourself out of your shoes for me like my i used to have a lot of resentment in my childhood for having to i'm gonna give an example for having to help my mom raise my her uh, help my mom raise my sister in a way that almost made me feel like I couldn't be a kid anymore. But then in order to move past that, I realized how come my mom needed help? My mom was a single mom. My, my, my father was in the penitentiary, so there was no my father. Like there wasn't, there there was no other co-parent. She was trying to survive. She was trying to keep a nice roof over our head. I went to an amazing school in Chicago. And I know now that I'm a mom, how expensive it is to get to those schools. She probably didn't even realize the pain that she was causing me because there was a lack of knowledge on what would cause people what trauma. We know a lot about trauma now, but at, at her age and at that time and at my age, she was just trying to fucking survive. And when I look at it in the grand scheme of things, yes, I had to babysit my sister. Yes, I had to miss out on things, but I did get to go to good schools. I did get to have a nice house. I did get to go. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you understand why the pain happened. Now it's harder when the pain is bigger. I'm aware of that. It's harder when the pain is bigger. When someone literally physically abuses you or sexually abuses you, it's very hard to get to the point where you can even fathom asking yourself, why the fuck this, what the fuck is wrong with you that you did this to me? It's, I completely see that. I don't, I haven't experienced sexual drama. So I'm not even going to try to sit here and speak on some shit I don't understand. But you, I think all people can collectively agree that you do have to get to a point where you can move past it. Even if it's not trying to understand them. That's just what works for me. Even if it's just, you know what? This is something that fucking happened to me. Fuck that person. Even if it's like, let me try to get justice. Some people can't get justice. But no matter, no matter what it is, that you need to do, sit with yourself and realize that you may not get the validation that you need to get. You may not get an apology. You might not. So you have to sit and ask yourself, do I want to sit here in a victim mind state for the rest of my life? Because a victim mind state can hold you back from more than just being your best version of yourself. A victim mindset can keep you in a place where you can't prosper because of the thing that you're not over. Before you know it, 20 years went by, 30 years went by. And you're just sitting here because you can't get over something that happened, something that your mom said or your dad said or your friend said or somebody did to you. I would like to think that even if that happened to me, I hope it never does. But even if something terrible like that did happen to me, that somehow I would get through it. And I watch and hear all kind of people who do. A lot of times people use that as a as a purpose for themselves, a way to prevent it from happening to someone else. That's a great way to get over it. Like, you know what? It happened to me, but I can use it as a, a way to educate others. That's a way to do it, too. Hey, you may not get an apology, but you understand what the fuck that person's going through because you went through it firsthand, no matter what it is. And uh, I guess I switched the topic to forgiveness. This is just a clusterfuck of information, to be honest. I'm just speaking. I'm just talking about everything that's going on in my life. Um, I think I spoke about that because as a part of my transition, I had to work on forgiving my child's father. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, he's not gonna apologize to me. He may apologize in a way to try to get the relationship back, but he's not genuinely taking accountability for what the fuck he did. At least for me, I don't feel like he's taking real accountability because as he's taking accountability, he's placing blame. I learned that in order for me to get to a healthy place for my child's sake, because my daughter wasn't, her dad didn't abuse her at all. He loves her, spoils her, gives her love and attention, so for her, she saw that her mom was abused, but she still loves her dad, and I'm not gonna take her father from her. So I have to real. I had to sit with, okay, so this is a new chapter. He may not be emotionally ready to uh, absorb the fact that we're no longer gonna be a family. You're gonna be her in her life, and I'm gonna be in her life, and there'll be moments where we have to cross paths. But Venice and you are over. We don't have a relationship anymore. So in order for me to get there, I realized the first thing I have to do is forgive. So I had to go pick apart, like, you know what? Hurt people hurt people. That was a broken man from the start. And I didn't want to acknowledge that his brokenness was going to affect us and actually break us. I worked on me. That's the thing. When you're, because I can admit I was also broken. But the difference is I was aware of my brokenness. The difference is. I was growing and moving past it and actively looking at that pain and trying to work through it on a daily basis one time that man even told me why well, all you do is talk about trauma and why do you think i'm talking about it? i'm trying to work through it <laughs> i talk about it every day because once i realized that it was there i had to work through it once i realized i had triggers i had to defuse them once i realized i had pain i had to heal it once i realized there's a little girl in me who's often crying out for help i had to heal her once I realized there was people that I need to forgive, I had to forgive them. Once I realized there was guilt that didn't belong to me, that I was carrying around, I had to release myself of it. So I'm constantly talking about it because that was a veil that was lifted for me. But you don't want to talk about it because you don't, you don't want to address the pain that's within you, which is why you're never going to be healed for anyone that you're with until you do the work. That's what I had to do. But I guess I'm trying. what I'm trying to get to is there are lots of different reasons that you have to transition. You can have to transition from one relation, like because you're ending a relationship, you can have, trans- you can have to transition because you need a new job. You can have a trans, you can have to transition because you are becoming a mom. You can have to transition in so many different ways, but what it really boils down to is transition is required for change. And a lot of people don't realize, like they like, oh, like I'm not afraid of change. I'm not afraid. Of change. change isn't that big. No, change is definitely big. Like, not just changing like something you need to change in yourself. I'm talking about a lifestyle change. Like, there's there's a lot to it. And for us, for me, this transition has been huge. Like, I'm going from I had been living with him for the past seven years. Um, so I'm transitioning to being a fully like I'm a co-parent, but I'm a single mom. You know, like I. I Knew that that was a thing that I was going to be doing, but, you know, that doesn't really make it any, I guess, easier. You know, like, I'm transitioning to that. I know I'm going to be living in my place with just me and my kids. I'm excited about that transition, but sometimes that transition isn't always exciting. Like, from his perspective, the this transition has been terrible. He doesn't want to transition into a life without me, but a life without the kids. I don't even think it's really about me. I think it's about um, the fact that he doesn't want to have to do for himself by himself. Um, it. I don't, I genuinely do <laughs> like, but that doesn't really, I'm not saying that to take away from his pain. Um, I'm not saying that to take away from the fact that ending a relationship is hard. I'm not really afraid of transition because I've had a transition so much in my life. I was a property manager before where I lived on site and randomly got fired. And I was like, wait, what? Because if I'm fired, that means I can't live here, right? And I was told you have seven days to vacate your apartment and you no longer work here. And I was like, what? Like, because I had two kids. I'm like, okay. And I didn't even really know what it was that I did wrong. But I understand now that that had to happen for me to be a better person, just because, like I said in the beginning, sometimes transitions are out of our control. I think God did that because He could tell I was too afraid to do it on my own. And then I've had to transition again to different career paths, um, all kinds of things. Like I've, I, a lot of my transitions have been homes. Like I had to move to this place because this happened. I had to move to this place because that happened. I had to move to get my kids to a better school or whatever the fuck. I think our goal is always to get to our goals. For me, my goal is a big, beautiful house that my kids can grow up in for the rest of their time as children. And then I'll pass down to them when I'm old and gray and die. (laughs) Like, you know, like, so I guess I'm speaking about it because it's something that I didn't realize that I feared was changing. Like, I don't mind. I was just telling one of my friends earlier, I have no fear when it comes to business endeavors. Like most people will tell you, I'll jump into it. If it sounds legit, I'll jump. But when it comes to disrupting my family, like moving at a random time or um, anything like that, like our place of being or like a our lifestyle I'm hesitant even if it seems like it's for the better and for years I knew that I had to leave this relationship and I stayed for as long as I did he says I stayed to use him when we all know the truth is I was the one being used but I stayed because even though I wasn't receiving the help that I needed to receive from a cope from a partner or the support that I was supposed to re- receive from a, a partner I knew that at the end of the day the bare minimum was at least something I could rely on. I know the truth now. You know, like I knew that it may not be fair, but if I only have $1 left, I'm broke. He'll probably pay the bill. If I'm crying because of work, he'll probably give me a hug and hold me while I cry. If if I can't pick the kid one kid up from school, he might have an attitude about it, but he'll probably pick him up. So I was afraid to leave for the better of our environment Because of that lack of having a a co-parent or whatever, like a partner. And I just, I guess, I don't even know. I guess I'm just saying, don't be afraid of transition. Even if it is in the form of a breakup. For me, breakups have been the topic because I just ended a relationship. So that's all I really, really... it's not like all I've been thinking about, but like that's the biggest change that's happening in my life. Like everything for me is on pause. Like all of my belongings are in storage because I'm waiting for my place. Um, I've been on pause mode. All I can really do right now is focus on spirituality and I can game plan for once we touch down. Um, I've been moving around a lot and. It's been extremely uncomfortable, but I know that this is a necessary lack of comfort. And I think that's why I brought it up. And that's why this podcast is based on it. It's because as uncomfortable as this may be, it's more comfortable than what we had. And I know what's at the end of this of this fucking annoying-ass fucking chapter of my life Um, is peace for me and my kids. Peace for myself, peace for them. Um, My daughter's already commented on how nice it is to not hear arguing. And I love that. It made me sad that she even had to think like that. But I'm happy that she feels that way. Um, And yeah, I I guess I just felt the need to share, you know, like I feel like I touched on breakups as a whole and red flags as a whole, but not necessarily my breakup, you know, and it's kind of hard to dance around. Like, I feel like I dance around it a lot and try to just kind of let it float out there. But it is something big in my life. Even though I've been emotionally done with the relationship for years, it still doesn't matter. It's still something that ended, and this is a new beginning for me. I love that it's at the beginning of the year because I feel like my 2024 is going to be amazing once this fucking annoying little fucking window of time is over. But I do... I just wanted to say, like, if you're in a transitional period in your life, I guess what we talked about is forgiveness, abuse breakups, and transitions. So if you're experiencing any of those, um, if you're afraid to leave a relationship that you need to leave, don't be afraid. Girl, don't. Or, sir, don't. Like, just don't be afraid. Like, do what you got to do to get your healing. Because at the end of it all is the better you. Um, If you're working on forgiveness, sometimes you just got to, like I said, learn to forgive without an apology. If you're in a transition, stay strong, boo, because me too. Shit, I'm fucking struggling. <laughs> I'm so tired of this. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of being in limbo. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired, tired, tired. I want to unpack. I want to organize. I hate it. Like, I can't. This is so irritating. But I know God has a plan. And for me, prayer has always been the answer. You know, remember I told you, first intro, for. I mean, first um podcast episode. Hey, if you don't like God, I don't know. This might not be the podcast for you because I may not be heavily... Bible thumping, but I do believe in God and I'm actively walking in God. And for me, the first thing I did was pray when I was like, this feels like something I might need to do because my spirit had been like inside myself. I, I had been feeling like, girl, you need to go before this shit. Cause when some, some type of violence or anger or rage is escalating, it's usually not going to go to a good place. For me, I started to hear threatening and that was new so I was like, I'm not gonna wait for you to act on that threat. I'm just gonna exit. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't we don't do threats now. Hold on, it's one thing if you call me a bitch. It's another if you're threatening to beat my ass. It's another if you're threatening to choke me. Um, I had to go. You know what I'm saying? And some people are literally being choked and literally being punched. And li- like I knew I was gonna have to do an episode on abuse at some point just because it was something that I went through with my first relationship. Something I went through with my second long relationship, I had a few like little small little situationships, but I've only had two real relationships and they both were very abusive people and they both were very broken and needed healing. And that's something I had to see in myself, which was I often feel the need to heal people as a response to having that expectation as a child. And I don't think I realized that I gravitated towards people who need healing, which isn't fair to put on yourself. So you could be that person, too. I don't know who I'm talking to, but (laughs) like, it's not anyone's job to heal people. It's only the person's job to heal them. And I used to feel like it's my job to understand your pain and to, like, make it better for you and, like, give it all to me. We can work through it, baby. Like, no. Because at the same point, I mean, in the same vein, I'm Healing, trying, trying because I'm failing, but I'm attempting to heal you, meanwhile, dealing with my pain on my own. You know what I'm saying? It's not fair. Um, but yeah, forgiveness, forgive, baby. You got to. Um, transitions, don't be afraid to transition, don't be afraid and change because it's usually better for you. Like, if you have to transition and you have to change, hey, do even if even if change is out of your hands, it could be God. Like, if suddenly. Something happens in your life and you have no choice but to accept this new situation. It could be God. Now, sometimes it's different. Some things are worse than others, but I'm talking about like situational. Like, hey, you no longer need to, you can't live in a certain apartment no more. You can't work at a certain job no more. You got to drive a different car now. You got to get a new best friend because your other best friend had you fucked up. You got to leave a relationship or a relationship left you. Someone broke up with you. It's probably because in the long run, that's not for that. It's going to benefit your life. Um, now, I'm not talking about bad shit. Okay, look, don't come for me. If some fucked up shit happened in your life, again, pray about it. Because I don't know. God only has the answers. I'm just one human. (laughs) Like, I don't know the answers to every fucking thing. I just can speak about what goes on in my life. And I can just speak about what the shit, the shit I came across as a little big 33-year-old woman. Being 33 is so weird. I don't know what, I don't know who I am. I don't, like, I don't know where I fall. Am I old or am I young? Like some can we talk about that? (laughs) Like being 33 is so weird. It genuinely depends on who you talk to. If I talk to someone who's 20, they'd be like, oh, 33, damn. Talk to somebody who's 50, they're like, oh, you a baby. I get called a baby so much by other people. (laughs) Like, so I don't know who I am, but like that's why I've been saying I'm a little big. My little big age. Um anywho, that was a tangent. But I'm just saying, I'm just speaking from my perspective as Venice, not like the beach um i don't really i just had to put i literally just started a podcast which was a goal of mine for 2024 and already missed two weeks so i'm pissed i should have pre-recorded content like all the youtube videos said but i did it my way um which is not pre-recorded content but it's okay it's okay it's okay um but yes so i'm gonna be posting this episode today i'm literally recording it on wednesday and i'm supposed to post it on wednesday so yay i put a lot on my plate but whatever i'm excited to continue chatting about different topics i really hope this wasn't all over the place i literally just pressed record and started talking and that's the first thing that i talked about (laughs) so like i don't know i don't know hopefully it resonates hopefully it resonates i don't even know what to title this i guess i could title it transition um i guess i could title it try transition forgiveness and abuse 101. (laughs) But, anyways, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to try my best to edit this in a way that makes sense because I feel like I was just talking shit. One second I was spilling tea. The next second I was like giving you a play by play. No, one second I was spilling tea, giving you a play by play of my relationship. The next second I was talking about God. The next second I was talking about you need to forgive people. And then I started talking about sexual abuse. So I don't really know what the fuck is going on. But I hope you enjoy listening regardless. This is the latest blather. Don't forget to follow on everything i said follow on everything but really i just mean instagram because i don't have anything else and yeah but you can stream on apple Podcasts and spotify and google podcast um and again thank you so much for listening don't forget to leave a review because i don't think sis got no reviews yet like help a sister out i'm trying to make i'm trying to build a podcast you know what i'm saying um but yeah i'll chat with y'all next week peace